Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership Through Crisis series, where we will connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important questions to help us navigate these rough waters. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask, go to masterleadership.org forward slash podcast. That's masterleadership.org forward slash podcast for more information. Today, we're speaking with Denise Liebetrau, an HR consultant, career coach, speaker, and trainer for ProsperConsultingLLC.com. Denise believes that you can't lead others beyond the level you can lead yourself, so invest in yourself. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Empathy is a superpower. Welcome, Denise Liebetrau. How are you? I'm good, Lily. How are you doing today? I am doing well. You know, every day is different or it could be the same, right? What is it? Groundhog Day. Yeah, um, a little bit with the coronavirus and our new normal, it feels a little bit strange. And so that's why we're having conversations about how to move forward in this time of our lives. So Denise, tell us a bit about your path to leadership, what you're doing now and how we can connect with you. So my path to leadership, I like to say it started because I was the firstborn of four children. Mm -hmm. So I kind of got sucked into that leadership position as a child. And as I became an adult, I uh, found myself in leadership positions in the companies I worked for. My, most of my career has been in human resources in large Fortune 500 companies. And I designed compensation programs for large companies to make sure that we had the right talent in place to meet our business goals and organizational goals. And so a few years ago, I decided that I was going to take that big company experience and start using it with nonprofits and small to mid-sized companies. And so that's what I do now. I am an HR consultant that has a specialty in compensation. Because I have that specialty in how you get paid, I have had a lot of friends and family and other people who reach out to me who want help with their careers. And so I am also a career and salary negotiation coach. So I help people get careers that are aligned to their values and get the great paychecks as well. Mm. And so, you know, at the time of this interview, right, we're experiencing the global pandemic of the coronavirus. Now, how has that affected you? How has it affected your organization, your family? So in terms of my organization, certainly my contractors and people that I work with, we're all staying home. And most of my work is done virtually anyway, so that hasn't been a big deal. Some of the larger projects I had bid on within recent months have been put on hold and pushed to the side. The other side of my business in terms of helping people get great careers for the people who have been laid off, I have had a flood of people come to me and ask for help. And they're trying to figure out what they do next to bring cash flow into their households to update resumes and to make right. sure that their LinkedIn profiles are easy to be found. I'm getting a flood of people asking for help in that capacity. 
And so what I want to share with your audience is that I am giving away free 15 minute strategy calls, anybody who needs help. So to find me, just go to my website, propsforconsultingllc.com, and I'm happy to help those of you um, who are in this time frame either you know, concerned because you're working for maybe a leadership or boss that isn't doing such a good job in terms of managing what their employees need, or those of you who've been laid off, let me know. Mm-hmm. And I'd be happy to help you come up with a game plan. I'm sure you had an uptick in that and you will continue to. So yeah. thank you for your help there because it's very needed. It is. Now, has it affected your family, I'm sure? Oh, yeah. I have two children. I have a 15-year-old daughter in high school and a son who is in fifth grade, and so they are all doing remote learning. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, we have enough devices in the household that they can set themselves up and study. And so it has been interesting to watch them transition from being surrounded by friends at school to being stuck at home. We've played a lot more card games and a lot more board games in the last few days. I'm here in Denver, Colorado, so we have beautiful sunny days here, and we've done a lot of walks, so. That's great. I work from home as well. Yeah. For the most part, and I've had to shift my schedule and the locations that I do most of my work in. So that's been interesting. And also just, you know, helping to coach my son and, you know, the best way or Uh what works best for him to be productive, because it's not easy for them to. No, it's a whole different level of interaction. And my kids have said they're bored or they miss their friends. And I'm like, well, you still have the capability to reach out and see friends and talk to friends. We just have video calls now. And so they each have the ability to use Zoom and they each have the ability to FaceTime and do things like that. So I keep trying to remind them, you know, you're fine. You can still interact and still have a social life. It's just at a distance and that's okay. You hear my dog in the background. Yeah. And she's like, what's going on? (laughs) I think our animals can feel our tension and our anxiety through this time. One of the things that I've been doing to try to bring about more of that social interaction is I've been calling at least one to two friends a day. So picking up the phone and truly calling instead of sending an email or a text Mm. message. And I'm prioritizing the people who live alone. Right. And then the second thing I am doing is I'm starting to set up virtual dinner dates with families. Oh, I love that. Right? So I had a friend introduce me to this, and this is where you like set up your phone, your iPad, computer, and you turn on the video capacity, and you sit down and have dinner together. I'm having wine chats, (laughs) wine and beer chats. (laughs) A lot of virtual happy hours, a lot of virtual coffee dates. Um, And if anything, it's taught me, you know, as much as I like seeing people in person, I have to admit the introvert in me is kind of happy and I'd be a little bit more productive instead of spending so much time in Denver traffic driving to and from appointments. This is certainly going to change a lot in us. It's changing. It's shifting things already. It is. It could be a good thing. So, Denise, what resources, quotes, or advice has helped you most during this crisis? I keep having my mother's voice ring in my head. And one of her quotes is, everything happens for a reason. Mm. try to make the best of things. And so I am trying to put a positive spin on things and I'm looking for, it's very easy when it comes to social media and reading things online to see all the negative. I was reading an article this morning about different industries that are being impacted in a positive manner that are changing things. And I think if you can get ahead, as you think about your career and as a leader, if you can think about how our industries and the way our consumer behavior is changing because of this coronavirus, you will be ahead of the game. So I'll give you an example. 
the amount of people who have embraced online grocery shopping has been huge in the last few weeks, right? So they think grocery stores are going to have to change how they function going forward, even after we get past the coronavirus, because people are embracing shopping online. And from an age demographic, people who are older that are very much embracing. Yes. For people who are struggling, I keep telling folks, you know, if you're struggling from a career perspective, you need to get out of a job that's not doing well, or you've been laid off. Start looking at those essential industries that have not shut down. Those Mm -hmm. industries are being impacted huge and start seeing how is this new approach to getting things done happening and where can you capitalize on that? As much as there are going to be businesses and entities that have to close because of this, there are certainly going to be entities that grow and flourish as well. But I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about education as a whole. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to watch what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for me, it's speeding up. I have an online platform where I publish programs and courses and things like that. So I'm putting more of my time and energy on creating those programs and courses so people can self-study and learn without interacting with me one-on-one and paying a high price tag. They can get access to my courses and my programs that way. And so, yeah, it's been an interesting shift. Our listeners can get in touch with you or on those online courses with the prosperconsultingllc.com. Yeah, that's the easiest way to find my phone number to get access to my calendar. Just click on contact. You'll be able to um, find all the information you need, all my courses and what I do. Great. Hey, leaders, stay tuned for the rest of the interview following this brief message. Want to become the type of leader that others want to follow? Whether you just started your leadership journey or you've been at it for a while, the Master Leadership Journal will take you through this important process. Heck, it could even prepare you for an interview on this podcast. And for a limited time, you can get it for free with discount code CONNECT2020, no spaces, at checkout. So go to masterleadership.org forward slash MLJ and put in discount code CONNECT2020 at checkout and get instant access to the Master Leadership Journal. Now, Denise, many use the term lifelong learner. Mm. Now, what does that mean to you and what are you learning right now? So lifelong learner to me means that you are willing to invest in yourself. And investing in yourself can come in a number of different ways. One, it can be how you push yourself to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. which means saying yes to things you've never done before. It also can mean investing in training or courses and things like that, and then using those learnings in your business or personal life. It can mean also how you surround yourself with people who help you grow. So Mm -hmm. I call it weeding your garden. I love that. that I do with my coaching clients, take just five minutes and spend a little bit of time and write down the names of the five people you spend the most time with. Are those people raising you up? Are they helping you become a better version of yourself? Are you learning from them? And if you aren't, why are you spending so much time with them? Maybe you need to push them off to the side a little bit and you need to weed your garden and bring some people into your life and how you spend your time that will actually help you become better. Weed your Um, garden. Yes. Now, last time we spoke, we talked about how important legacy was for you. It is important for many leaders. At this moment in time, how can we work on our legacy? 
I think each one of us needs to find our zone of genius, whatever you're great at, and then teach others. Find a way to give back. So one of the ways I did this earlier in my career was I became a board member of a professional association in the Denver market. And I was able to have an impact on my profession here. And then the next time I was thinking about legacy after I left that board role, I was like, okay, now I'm going to spend more time developing people within the company I was working for so that they know what I know. And so I very clearly set some goals for each of them as individuals as well as for my team and drove a legacy from that perspective. And now that I am in business for myself, I look at my legacy and I think about how do I bring my knowledge to companies and to leaders so that they can manage their people in the right way because at the end of the day, people are what makes the difference. And so I am looking for my next opportunity to join a board of either a private or public company so that I can leave a legacy that's deep in a company that needs someone with my background. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, Denise, you know, words matter, right? Yes. We're using this term social distancing, and I understand And ever since I've heard it, it just kind of twinged my heart a bit. I'm proposing let's use physical distancing versus social distancing. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like physical distancing. I think social interaction is incredibly important right now Mm -hmm. because my concern as I watch myself and I watch my kids and I manage our emotions and how we're showing up right now is mental health right? Mm -hmm. I have had a lot of friends admit in their Facebook posts and when I'm talking to them over the phone that they're anxious, that they're feeling depressed, that they're frustrated, that they're sad. So this is having a really big impact on them socially. And so I think you have to take ownership of that and you have to reach out, you know, therapy. There are certainly psychologists and therapists who are doing things over the phone these days. So reach out and get the help you need. Look on the back of your healthcare card, find out where you can get some mental health support if you're struggling right now. Um, But the social piece is incredibly important to us as human beings. And while we may be encouraged to distance ourselves physically, as you said, Socially, we still need to be planful and take action to make sure that we've got good connections and we're feeling supported. And now more than ever. Yes, it's more of an effort because we're in a remote situation now. And so make the effort. It's important. Great. Now, Denise, when you think of leadership today, what Mm -hmm. most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? What concerns me is I think there are a lot of leaders who focus on the short term they're focused on short-term revenues or sales or they're focused on short-term goals and they're not playing the long game like they should. And so I think that we are in a unique time with this coronavirus where we can step up as leaders. I was paying attention to a post a friend of mine put out by the CEO of Lockheed Martin and you can go look up what they are doing in terms of supporting the community and the world. And All I could think is, wow, that CEO has got it dialed in and is stepping up and being a leader. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of leaders and people who are struggling. And so I think one, play the short game, but if you haven't been playing the long game in terms of business continuity and planning, you're feeling the pain of that. And then two, I am hopeful because I am finding more people reaching out and asking for help right now. Mm -hmm. And so that gives me hope. I think each of us has a zone of genius, but we're not all masters of everything. So whatever Mm -hmm. your zone of genius is, dial that in 
And then where you need help, go find somebody who has more knowledge than you and ask for help. It makes people feel good and you will have better results for yourself personally as well as professionally if you ask for help. And so if I'm a short-term leader, I have that short-term vision, how can I extend that? So what I encourage my coaching clients to do when I'm helping them do their planning is, you know, it's very easy to talk about the next 30, 60, 90 days or the next year. I encourage them to start mapping out where do you want to be in three years? I used to do five years with the pace of technology and change these days. I think five years is almost too much, but where do you want to be in three years? Okay. What do you need to do to get to those goals? Mm -hmm. And I think too many times we try to push and do too much in the short term and we don't do enough in the long term to stay focused. And we often have too many priorities and too many goals. So I like to say pick two or three and have those be your focus and put them somewhere visual where you can see them every day and then make sure you're prioritizing your most important resource, which is your time on those goals. You said something so profound. The most important resource we have is our time. Yes. Um, it may land better mm-hmm. now for the younger mm-hmm. generation. The older mm-hmm. generation, I think we kind of get this as we get older. Yeah. This naturally comes into sync for some of yeah. us, for most of us. But with the younger generation, I think that's important for them to hear. Their yeah. most important resource is time. It is. And everybody falls for it. I think technology and our phones and things have become a distraction. They are tools to be used, but they shouldn't become something that you check, you know, 45 times a day to check to see what emails you've gotten. And so for me, the ability to focus is really important. One of the books I often encourage people to read is called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And if you go to my website and you click on resources, you'll see a list of all the podcasts and in the media types of things that I've done, as well as book recommendations. And I think as leaders, One of the most profound things I've seen great leaders do is they read a lot. Like read a book a week, set yourself a goal and read. Um, I don't care if they're paper books that you buy or you duck out from the library like many of us are doing these days. You put them on an e-reader, but read. And what is great about this time period now, I was watching a TED talk earlier today about being bored. Um, Being bored is actually a good thing and we should embrace it because it forces us to make connections across different disciplines and with thinking about things and you start interconnecting ideas. And in a world where we are distracted by social media and technology and other things, now is a perfect time to kind of just embrace the feeling Mm -hmm. of boredom, take notes, think about things, jot down ideas, go for a walk. There's something meditative about moving your body in a gentle way like that. So I would encourage people to spend time reading. And if you have read a great book and it's not on my book recommendation list, send me a note and let me know what great books you've read. I know I'm reading more and listening to more podcasts these days. So fill your brain with new information and um, it'll help you as a leader. Boredom is a tool that can get you to become more creative. Absolutely. I know that my kids and I have pulled out a lot of things from our craft room in the recent days and I ordered them a paint by number kit and they have been far more creative and artistic in their endeavors in the last couple of weeks since we've been physically distancing ourselves and I love that. So embrace some of these new things that you're kind of finding um, yourself or your family doing and um, encourage your teams as a leader to do the same thing. Ask people to share what creative things are they doing as they get bored. You may prompt some um, different discussions. Yes. So Denise, as a listener of Master Leadership Podcast, 
What are some questions that you would like future leadership guests to respond to? Oh, that's a great question. I think one great question is what is something that they have learned in the last month that they'd like to share with your audience? And how are they leaving a legacy? Because I think true leaders are interested in leaving a legacy and they should be talking about that. Is it anything that inspires others to do the same? And then what have you learned in the last 30 days and um, how are you making time to learn? How are you creating space? Because again, time is our most precious resource. So dig in on that. How are people creating time to learn? Thank you so much. Now, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I think one other thing that I would tell you is success is built through habits, routines, and rituals. So get really clear on how you define success and make sure that your definition of success is bulletproof and not tainted by anyone else's expectations. Figure out what makes you happy and then create a life surrounding that. When I work with my coaching clients, I do something called lifestyle-centric career planning because many times we say yes to careers and then we don't end up with lifestyles that we like. So pay attention to how you're defining success. And then again, how are you spending your time as it relates to that definition of success? And then be ruthless about carving out the things that don't lead to that success definition. Well, Denise, I want to thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. Lily, thanks for having me on. I always appreciate getting to visit with you. Yes, it's been great. And listen, stay safe. You too. (laughs) And have fun. Exactly. Do something creative and then encourage other people to do something creative. Now is a good time to tap into those creative juices. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.